and welcome back to the woods <laughs> a podcast about the mysterious the legendary and the plain weird because you never know what you're gonna find in the woods my name is Shazne, and my name is sandy really yeah. who are you i don't know i haven't figured that um, out yet <laughs> yeah uh listeners sorry we are like uh complete strangers to you again yeah who are you get out of my house <laughs> i think this is the longest hiatus we have had so far. I do miss this. And I did miss you, Shazne. Oh, I miss you too. <laughs> and this is the longest hiatus we've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, literally, I think it's like been a month. Oh my god. But whatever. Yeah. Um, life happens. Uh, so, Sandy, tell us about your life. What's What's happening? Um, well, it's Christmas time, and I hate it. Well, <laughs> I don't hate it. I love Christmas. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, working retail during Christmas is, like, the worst. It is. And people worst. are ruthless. And you know what? It's a time of giving, so why are you so mad at me all the time? I agree. Like, why do people like to be so mean? Uh, it's like, just ironic. <laughs> you know what I find ironic? Black Friday. Because, okay, it was so busy on Black Friday. But it's like, it's right yeah. after a holiday where you're supposed to be thankful for everything you have. Yeah. And then, like, like Boxing Day, which is right after Christmas. What, all those presents weren't enough for you? You still have to go get more garbage? <laughs> um, I have a secret Santa this week at school. And it's all week long, like five days. And I'm actually, like, I'm more than happy to, like, give people gifts. But I'm really scared to see what I get because I don't like stuff. (laughs) I don't like getting, like, 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 if somebody got me, like, food, like, chocolates or something, I can't eat it. Or if somebody gets me, like, something, like a trinket or whatever, I'm Mm -hmm. like... Now I have to find a place to put this. Or, like, you know, I feel obligated to keep it. I, okay, I went on this, like, minimalist kick about two years ago. I do and remember it really that. stuck. And it has really stuck. Like, I just don't like things that I don't need. Um, That's fair. And, like, most people don't think like that. Which, like, yeah. So, I'm not saying that I'm bitter about getting gifts. I'm just bitter about what... Like, I feel obliged to do with those gifts. <laughs> well, if you get any chocolate, feel free to send it right over. I will send it to you. <laughs> if you're if you're going to eat it, you can have it. But I can't eat it. It's gotten to the point where I actually just don't like sugary stuff anymore. I don't... I'm, like, totally a sweets person. Like, I love baked goods and everything. Oh, but I love baked goods. There's just so much sugar and everything that I can't eat it because it just, it doesn't taste good. We're finally at that age, right? <laughs> Where it's like, yeah. oh, this is, this is too <laughs> sweet. I can't eat it. <laughs> Pretty much. Which is, like, a good thing, but also is kind of sad sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I? Like, last, I was at my staff Christmas party last night, and they had this, like, trifle is that what it's called where it's like cake and custard and it's all like mixed together oh. and it's so 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 good 
but it was so 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 sweet that i was like normally i could eat like five servings of this but right now i can't even finish one <laughs> i'm like i'm such an old lady <laughs> i feel that but it was really freaking good i wish i could have ate this the whole cake i There's mean no could have done that <laughs> I guess little by little, maybe you could freeze it so it doesn't go bad. Well, I mean, it's my body just being like, no, you can't do this. For your own sake. (laughs) I've been like living off of peppermint hot chocolates. I (laughs) love hot chocolate and I love peppermint hot chocolate during like Christmas time and I know it's for a limited time only so I'm trying to like get as much out of it like Tim Hortons uh Tim Hortons McDonald's Starbucks pretty much anywhere okay yeah okay so good yeah yeah and Sandy you got like a promotion at work I don't think anyone knows that yet no yeah I got a promotion like it hasn't I technically don't have the position yet because I have to go through training but right now it's just been really crazy Christmas time and like getting all these online orders filled out and stuff but yeah I'm a manager yeah <laughs> like Spongebob so cool. yeah I know <laughs> I'm a manager this is the best day of my life <laughs> no that's really awesome um so yeah Sadie and I have both been super busy we both now work pretty much full-time jobs and yeah and it's christmas i got all my christmas shopping done yesterday i'm so happy really can't relate i i got some done i got i just needed something for my dad that was Mm -hmm. it and i i got it oh but then sylvia's boyfriend is coming to spend christmas with us so i guess i should get him something i was just gonna get him chocolate i don't know him that well but i know he likes to eat so (laughs) that would be a good one oh and i'm doing the reddit secret santa Mm -hmm. which ian and i do every year and it's super fun and i was just telling ian i'm like isn't it so nice that people come together and just mail people they don't even know random gifts that is so nice like that that is just so nice (laughs) yeah like wow that is pretty cool we need more of that in the world we need more wholesomeness because i'm just tired of opening up social media and seeing all this bullshit you know what i mean yeah i like went through all my social media feeds and i like purged them so that it's only stuff I give a shit about. That's fair. Yeah. That was really nice. Because, like, I need to purge my friends list, too. Yeah. I but have then to I would too. have no friends left. <laughs> yeah. Plot twist. Shazna actually hates me. And doesn't want me on her social media. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, like, Facebook. I have a lot of, like, people that... Not a lot. I have a few people who post things that I'm like, please stop that. You know? Yeah, I have a lot of people like that, but because they're either like family or just really close Mm -hmm. to me, I Mm -hmm. am like, I feel like if I unfriend you, it'll cause a whole thing. So I usually unfollow them. 
but I still yeah, feel I started like doing that. yeah. Or sometimes they'll comment on my thing, and I'm like, "What? We we're friends on Facebook?" Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, "Oh I yeah." Whole one person like that, like Instagram, they follow me, and I don't follow them back. Oh. <laughs> or okay. I have it set so that like I don't see their stuff or whatever. Yeah. Like follow me, comment and stuff, but I don't want to see your stuff. Yep, yep. Um, how was your week, Sandy? Um, it was just hectic. Like, nothing too bad. It was just busy. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I had a really nice bath yesterday. Nice. I uh, got some stuff from work, and like the, the stress relief bath salts and bubble bath. Highly recommend. I was very relieved of my stress <laughs> for yeah. like an hour, the hour I was in my bathtub, but... I like that. Mm-hmm. I like to take baths all the time because it's winter and I'm always so cold that I'm like, I need to bring up my body temperature or I am going to die. So I just go take a bath. <laughs> I am literally going <laughs> to die right now. So I'm going to go take a bath. I like, I sleep with a heated blanket on. That's how oh, cold it is in I my house. I love heated blankets. Um, guys, I got a new microphone. So if you hear stuff, in the background i'm sorry I'm if it's better quality sorry <clears throat> yeah if if my voice sounds wonderful i'm really 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 sorry <laughs> should i sing for them too <laughs> um but no i have my i'm out in my living room i turned off my fish tank but the heater is running and it's really really loud it's stupid Oh, and it doesn't work because I'm always cold. <laughs> yeah, our heater doesn't work either. And we keep asking the <clears throat> landlord to fix it, but he doesn't. So it's always cold <laughs> in my house too. Yeah, I, I don't know the solution. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm too hot. It's so confusing. It's I a whole know. thing. Yeah. There's no winning. Only losing. Like, when I, because I, like, I work out in my living room and everything. And uh, every time I'm like, oh, I had to go work out. Like, I start out, like, with, like, a sweater on and, and like, well, yeah, a big sweater on. But two minutes in, it's like after doing jumping jacks or whatever, I'm like, okay, I'm warm enough now. I can take off my sweater. <laughs> but, oh, it's so cold in my house all the time. It sucks. It's like being, it's like living at home again. My mom knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> She'll get it. She never turns on the heat in our house. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Because she, she lives in sweaters and jeans and socks, so she's you know what, like, fair I'm enough. Warm, that sounds guys. cozy. But I don't like to wear clothes in my house. <laughs> That's also fair. I like to wear pajamas or shorts. <laughs> I'm not gonna wear jeans so I can lay on the couch. No, yeah, thank you. no, that that is fair. Jeans can be not comfortable. <laughs> I had like a super awful week I'll be honest Tell me about it Oh I told you about it I know but I was just Playing <laughs> it up <laughs> Um So what was it Like Monday I don't know Oh yeah there was something That happened like right after school on Monday That kind of put me in a bad mood Just it maybe kind of like 
upset. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, like, completely out of my control. So I was like, well, like, I shouldn't take it personally. Um, It has, like, actually nothing to do with me. But it just, it made me upset, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I can't talk about it, but whatever. Um, So I went home. I mean, I was starting to feel better. And I uh, was, like, starting to get motivated to get some stuff done and everything. But then I got an email from, like like a person who wanted to come watch one of my classes on Tuesday um, and this person's like very important in my job so but normally they give you like advanced notice but this was the day before and she said that it wasn't a formal watching party <laughs> like she was, it wasn't like a formal review or anything but still it's nerve wracking and I like freaked out and was not okay so I took a bath and I think I drank a beer <laughs> in my bath a corona because I only drink coronas oh nice and I just took a bubble bath and I was like I'm so upset right now I'm like I no, I can't do anything anymore so and then I went to bed <laughs> it ended up being totally fine okay um, that's good I think it was anyway for some reason, luckily, my kids kind of behaved that day. That's the thing. It's like everything that went wrong this week, not really wrong. It didn't, nothing really went wrong. But like anything that upset me this week really didn't have a lot to do with school, which was nice because I did not need two things at once. Yeah, that's um, fair. So then, yeah, that went fine and everything. And then uh, I had plans for Friday. Um, so last night and then like I Wednesday I went for a nap and when I woke up like I got a message that um, like my plans had like slightly changed or whatever and I it wasn't like a huge deal but just the circumstance it made it feel like a huge deal because like anxiety and everything and you were um, in a mood already yeah I was already in a mood and I just woke up from a nap and I was like oh my god like what the hell um, and then I didn't really know what was going on and that made me like really anxious because I don't know because I'm a weirdo um, <laughs> so but I had like a, a whole night filled of like anxiety and then the next day I was just like stressed um, I did get that all sorted out and stuff that's all fine fine and dandy um, but then oh yeah so the next morning when I woke up still anxiety filled I went on Facebook I should never go on Facebook. I should just delete it. (laughs) And um, found out that... (laughs) I don't even know which one I want to talk about this, but whatever. I'm going to talk about it because it's kind of funny. (laughs) Um, I found out that... (laughs) That uh, my ex is engaged to the girl that he literally started dating the day that I broke up with him. So... Yeah, but that was a really long time ago. I don't really care about him anymore. I'm more like, I'm not really bitter about it, but I'm like, what the hell? Why are good things happening to somebody who is so shitty to me? (laughs) Well, you know what? It's her loss that she (laughs) stuck with him. (laughs) I know, right? I'm like, she seems like such a nice girl. Like, she seems super cool and everything. And I'm like, you poor soul. Yeah, like, I didn't realize that I was following him on Instagram and like 
so I was going through his Instagram and he just posts pictures of her, which I thought two things. It's like, one, this is so annoying. Why do people post pictures of other people on their Instagram when they're not even in the picture? And then oh, second- Oh, that is weird. Yeah. And I'm like, secondly, Ian, how come you never post pictures of me on your Instagram? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then there was that. I think that's really all. But then my like my kids at school Thursday and Friday, like they were just so good for me. They were actually like super duper good, and that just really warmed my heart. And mm-hmm. then I went to my holiday party last night, and that was so much fun to that's like hang out with my staff. So overall, it was fine. It was a good week. Oh, and um, like I was talking all week with all my friends, including Sandy. Um, about like all everything that was going on and then my friend Megan who has been on the show hi Megan uh hey, she Megan. is she said she'll come cheer me up and she's gonna come out tonight so Saturday night to help nice. me bake cookies and you know and probably drink wine and watch tv oh, so nice yeah <laughs> I want to but I work and also <laughs> I'm in a different province yeah I mean, if this is, like, honestly, if this is as hard, that, like, the hardest week I've had since starting my job, it's not that bad. Yeah. It could be worse. So, I survived, and I will persist, as I always do. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) And I only have one week left, and then it's Christmas holidays, thank goodness. And I can sleep, finally. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah. So, listeners, uh, give us some feedback. Should we record more often so that we don't have a twenty-minute intro, or <laughs> or do you like the twenty-minute? Okay, but like even when we did have a really good like schedule, our intros were still twenty minutes, and then we would just talk about Twilight. <laughs> I know, we just end up talking about fucking Twilight. Those, by the way, those Twilight TikToks you sent me, amazing. I live for them. <laughs> I will go to Forks, Washington one day. It's only a five hour drive from where I live. Oh my god. How have you got already gone? I don't know. <laughs> You're crazy. Well, Ian's not gonna wanna go, so you have to come with me. Okay, I'll come visit. Great, and then we'll drive down to Forks, Washington. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, my fish are also doing fine. They're so cute. That's good. Fishies. Fish, fish, fish. Um, Angela had to separate her fish because the one fish was bullying the other fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Like, are they in different tanks, or did she put a separator in there? She tank? put a separator. Yeah. Um, I really lucked out with my guys, because apparently axolotls, like, they don't like to live in pairs. Mm. Um, but mine have never been bad towards each other, so that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just goofy. Um, yeah, I don't know what else. Oh my god, Sandy, did we talk about you going to dark poutine? Yes. Oh, okay. By the <laughs> way, listeners... I'm just gonna say it again. Sadie went to freaking dark poutine. They are like my favorite. 
I think they might be my favorite. They might be my favorite. My favorite true crime podcast because they talk about Canadian true crime and the hosts are awesome. Go listen to them. This is free advertisement for them because I just freaking love them. So they just did an episode on the Shell Lake Massacre. They did. So they, they was... don't didn't call it that. Occulti Veritatis called it that. Yeah. I think. But whatever. So same story. Um sorry, were you gonna say something? Oh, I was just saying, like, since I took my sisters to the live show, like they had never listened to Dark Poutine before. But then mm-hmm. two days ago Sylvia was like, Oh, I've just been binge listening to Dark Poutine and she was like she's mm-hmm. listening to that episode. And then it was funny because Angela was like, I don't like podcasts. I get so bored and I can never listen. And then and then yesterday we went to pick her up after school and she mm-hmm. was like, oh my God, I've been listening to Dark Poutine all day. And then Sylvia and I were like, okay, what happened to, I don't like podcasts. They're so boring. <laughs> Come to the dark side. Um, so yeah, they did the Shell Lake Massacre episode and that is actually like pretty darn close to where I'm living right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was uh, like I, I drive by there. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Not really. It's such a pretty awful. It's a pretty good uh, uh, summary of how terrible our mental health uh, yeah. situation in Saskatchewan is. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Anyway, see that was just me like transitioning from our life to uh, podcast related things. So, uh, (laughs) Seti, what's our theme this week? (laughs) We don't have one. (laughs) No, (laughs) I was just like, I don't want to do this story. I don't know what we can do with it, but I want to do it. I tried to find something like that, but I didn't, and I gave up. And yeah. We're, we're, we, I was going to do, or no, I decided to do the theme you suggested first. Yeah. So like that's what I went with. Ago. Mm-hmm. I was that inspired we never recorded. at the time, but I forgot what I wanted to do. You wanted and to do like, folklore? I, yeah, but I, I think there was a reason, but I can't remember oh. what the reason was. And that's fair. Then I was like, you know what? I really, 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 really have been wanting to do this story forever. So I'm just going to do it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so Sandy's doing folklore. Yeah, I feel really weird just talking about it because usually we have a theme. And today I'm just like, I feel like I'm bringing something uh, to the table. But like, I don't know. Well, let's... Let's try to find a connection. Sure. Sure. As we go through it, I'll be like, oh, that relates to mine. Or <laughs> it'll just be completely, like, not related whatsoever. Not related, but you'll still be like, that relates to mine. Wait, where's yours based? Uh, the folklore? Latin America. Never mind. Not related. <laughs> okay, so what I have for you... It wasn't really recommended to me, but my friend who's from El Salvador was telling me about it one day, and then I remembered last night, and so here we are. So, this is the legend of El Silbon, or the Whistler. So, this is a Latin American folklore which originates in Venezuela and Colombia. Um, I guess, I don't know. El Salvador wasn't listed in anywhere I looked, but she's from there and she knew about it, so 
it's the story somehow traveled so the legend starts um with a spoiled brat who asked his father to get him some venison for supper he just really he really wanted venison for supper and the dad was like oh yeah sure anything for you can't relate so (laughs) um well his father was out trying to hunt for his food the boy got like really impatient and really angry because his father wasn't coming back with his venison so he went out to look for his father relatable I know. <laughs> like, McDonald's? It's like, oh my god, hurry up, I'm hungry. <laughs> Where's my Taco Bell? <laughs> well, this is what you gotta do. You gotta go out, and it's like, you know what, fuck it, I have to go find my father and my food myself. He goes, he finds his father. His father is still empty-handed. He has no venison in his hand. So, he did the most, he did the most logical thing and killed him. Oh, okay, yeah. This is a warning to you, Mom. Okay. <laughs> where's my Taco Bell? Yeah, where's my Taco Bell? <laughs> where's my Popeyes? Uh, so yeah, he killed his father. Then he dragged his father's entrails to his mother. And is like, Mother, here is the meat I have brought so you can make supper. And the mom was oh like, God, chill. Yes. So she ended up cooking her husband. However, she did eventually notice that she was cooking her husband because the meat was too tough and I guess her brain was like, wow, this meat is tough. It must be my husband's. I don't know. (laughs) She just knows. So she cursed her son for eternity after she found out and some accounts say that she called the boy's grandfather who came physically punished him before having several dogs hunt and kill the boy. I mean, it's only fair. I agree. So that's one version of the story. Another oh, okay. version um, say that the Whistler is the spirit of a youth who murdered and disemboweled his father, which is what happened, except this time he did it because his father called his wife a slut, and then he he killed his wife, and he was er, and the father was like, oh, she was asking for it because she was such a slut, so I killed her. And he got mad and then killed his father, which I'm not saying I agree with. I'm just saying I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how rude. But anyway, things like that still happen, and that sucks. Like, oh, she was asking for... Anyways, so <laughs> after he killed his father, his grandfather ordered the youth to be tied to a post in the middle of the countryside and lashed him until his back was destroyed. His wounds were then cleaned with alcohol, and he was released with two rabid, starving dogs set upon him. Before releasing him, his grandfather condemned him to carry the bones of his father for all eternity. So, this this whistling man, this whistling ghost, is known Mm -hmm. as an omen of death and is described to be thin and tall. And he is known for his distinctive whistle that resembles the musical notes C, D, E, F, G, A, B in that order. So, like, Can the tone. Can you sing that for me? No. <laughs> it's like. Uh, uh, 
No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> um, if, if I was good at, school, at whistling, I would, I would recreate it for us with the boom whackers, but... Oh my god, can you? I'll send it to you and then you can tell your kids, all right, we're doing a fun thing today. C D E F G? What? C D E F G A B. C D E F G A B. I could probably recreate it with my recorder. You should. I I'll look. If if I can recreate it with one of my instruments. Oh my god. I should be able to. I have a ukulele recorder. Um <laughs> I don't um, I could recreate it on my iPad with the piano. I don't know. I'll insert it into this episode. Oh my god, please do. Okay. Anywho. Right. So, the whistle tricks you in the way that if you hear the whistle up close, that means you're safe. But if you hear it far away, then it's likely too late for you and you're probably going to die. Which Thanks. seems to happen a lot. Like, I feel like that's a common theme in folklore. Okay, so I for sure need to insert the audio here so that people, like, know what it sounds like. So that they at least, like, know when they're going to die. You know what? Fair enough. Uh, So he's often depicted as carrying a bag of bones, which some say is his father's bones, but others say that it's his victim's bones. Um... Despite the warnings of his whistles being far away, meaning you're in danger, most people don't become concerned when they hear his whistle far away. Also, apparently this ghost only targets men who are cheating on their wives and angry, drunk men, which again, I get it. I understand. (laughs) So, uh, he apparently attacks these drunk men by uncovering their belly buttons and sucking the alcohol from their bodies. (laughs) I would not want to suck a man like a drunk man's belly button no thank you I'm glad that we have the whistling boy to do it for us yes thank you (laughs) the whistler so it's also said that he enters people's houses and he lays down his sack of bones and starts counting them one by one if no one hears the bones rattling, then it means that someone in the house will probably pass away. So if you start hearing random rattling of bones at night, that's a good thing. I wonder if that's what I hear when I'm having my hallucinetic paranormal. What? What's it called? Sleep paralysis. Yeah, I was like, you're sleep paralysis. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really tired right now. Uh, when I'm hallucinating during my sleep paralysis, because I always get auditory hallucinations. And one time I could hear somebody, it sounded like they were like counting cans. Like they had a bag of cans, but maybe it was a bag of bones. Could be. Good thing you heard it means no one will die and it was really really close like outside, that's a good right thing the door beside my head so hmm. but that was a long time ago that was a few months ago now oh well whatever <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> well apparently there are ways to protect yourself from it oh, okay. um so one way is to remind him of his terrible crimes and why he is cursed i guess oh i can do that 
I was like, hey, do you remember that time that you killed your father and then everyone cursed you? Yeah, I, you I killed guess your father do because he didn't get your Taco Bell to you on time. I mean, I get it. Totally relatable. But like, come on, dude. You don't have to kill your dad. Not only. <clears throat> okay, I get it. Kill your dad. Whatever. But then make your mother cook his dead body. Like, dude, that's just wrong. I'm just imagining this interaction, this, like, terrifying ghost demon carrying a bag of bones. And you're like, I get it. I get it. Kill your dad. That's fine. The real tragedy. I get really hangry. Ask my parents. They know best. But, like, like, I get it. Shit happens, but. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that's one way. I guess what you'll make him cry and then he'll leave. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, I can make him cry. <laughs> so another Just way is to keep the little whistler boy. <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so another way to or to protect yourself is to keep items that scare him. So like whips scare him because you know he was whipped. Um, hot peppers don't know what the hot peppers have anything to do because I I didn't read anything about hot peppers but maybe he just doesn't like spicy food I get it (laughs) and dogs so I don't have a whip but I have hot peppers and I have a dog so I'm all set I don't have any of that anyways (laughs) Sandy's talking to a ghost right now I'm talking to she's the like, whistler. We're having a she's conversation. She's literally whispering to it. That was really weird. No, it's not a ghost. It's just Angela. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so that was the story of El Silbon, the whistler. Thank you. That was pretty cool. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, but I kind of made a joke of you, the whistler dude. But, I mean, come on, it was so easy. Well, I mean, he doesn't really attack women, so I feel like either way, we're okay. Yeah. Um, I liked that story. That was a good story. Me too. Thank now, you. Now, how does it relate to my story? Um, I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. Okay. Okay, so for my story, um, I watched a video a really long time ago. Actually, in fact, it was when I was really, really sick about... A month ago a month and a half ago and I couldn't move for 24 hours that was fun so um it's I watched the video from Nightmind no sorry oh, not okay. Nightmind. Nightmind is also a really good youtuber though but anyway inside a mind and it's called the BBC's most controversial tv show so and I was like fascinated by it I thought it was so cool so this TV show was called Ghost Watch, and it was a 90-minute documentary-style broadcast from 1992 that originally aired in Britain on BBC One on Halloween night, you know, October 31st. It was about an investigation at a London home where there was said to be a supernatural or poltergeist activity. It was filmed to be as if it was a live broadcast, but, uh, like, it it wasn't a live broadcast, but it seemed like it was. So it was filmed a few weeks in advance. Um, and they invited viewers to call into the show if they noticed anything on screen or wanted to share their own ghost stories. Uh, so they would be showing this pre-recorded broadcast 
mm-hmm. even though it seemed like it was live. Mm-hmm. So they would be getting phone calls in, but all these phone calls were already like, like they they were part of the show. Yeah. But people, like actual viewers, could call into the hotline and tell their ghost stories and oh, um, cool. have a chance to be on the show. But they were never going to end up being on the show, you know? Yeah. So anyway, it was really cool, like an interactive kind of TV program. It's, it's a pretty neat idea. Um, during the investigation, the reporters do not appear to be taking the story seriously. And, like, they just kind of play, like, Halloween pranks on each other. Um and like they're like oh this, it's not a ghost it's not real whatever and they don't believe anything that's happening but like as a viewer watching the show you see things and you're like uh how did they not just see that thing in the corner or stuff like that right yeah um so like this foolish kind of naive persona that these uh actors have on is kind of like one of the driving points of the story in that sense or people at home are thinking that these investigators are stupid <laughs> you know yeah um so then they're calling in being like did you see that thing stuff like that um most of the hosts were famous or local celebrities at the time in britain uh, mostly like tv show people uh they were playing themselves and like purposefully for a realistic effect though the documentary had been filmed weeks in advance this was the first time a broadcast like this had ever been done and uh like the found footage genre didn't really start until later in the 1990s like when the Blair Witch Project came out so Mm -hmm. it was kind of a first of its kind uh Mm -hmm. there was a show in 1977 that was called the Enfield Poltergeist that also uh aired in Britain it was about a young girl who seemed to be possessed and not only was this likely a great inspiration for the Ghost Watch show, but it was also a pivotal point in television when it came to blurring the lines between fiction and reality, which is what Ghost Watch was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost Watch was also a fictional program that was purposely filmed to seem like real life. So same with uh, the Enfield Poltergeist. Um, but before the BBC would agree to air something that would very likely fool a lot of people into thinking it was real, they did take precautions by having uh, writing credits at the beginning of the program rather than the end. So, like, when the program started, oh, okay. it showed all the credits, uh, like mm-hmm. writers, producers, all that kind of stuff. Um, and there was an announcer stating that it was, in fact, a fictional program. Part of the program was the ability to call into the studio and tell your own paranormal stories. So a pre-recorded message would play to the caller, again reiterating that this was in fact a product of fiction. So when you called in to tell your ghost story, this pre-recorded message would say, hey, this is fake. What's up? You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there was even magazine articles and previews on TV stating that it was a work of drama, like a, a creative work, and was not real. The only place where it was not stated to be fake was on the episode itself. Uh, So, after weeks of building tension with uh, previews and stuff, the episode finally aired on Halloween night. But there were so many phone calls, like upwards of 30,000, that the switchboard, which like, what the hell is a switchboard? It got jammed. 
and the disclaimer message didn't reach the majority of the listeners and callers. I say what oh, the hell damn. is a switchboard because like this is the 90s and we don't really have those anymore. So <laughs> I don't fully understand how they work, but but she knows what they are. I, I've seen one before, I guess. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, the switchboard got jammed and the disclaimer message was not being played. So people thought this shit was real. The episode starts with an introduction to the house and the experiences happening in it, including footage of stuff being thrown at the young girls who live there. They're like laying in their bedroom and then they're recording like almost like doing an interview, like a pre-interview. And then suddenly Mm -hmm. there's like crap being thrown around the room and all that. We are then told how the ghost equipment works and meet the girls again in their bedroom but this time as the quotations live interview with the investigator that's there um and then they kind of like talk about the house and everything that's going on and the mom's there and she's explaining things to us and all that kind of jazz so then we cut back to the studio and the studio claims that they're getting a bunch of phone calls from viewers stating that there's something in the bedroom with them but they see a dark, mysterious figure near the window. Okay. So, in the original clip, like, when this, like, live broadcast is happening, if you go back and watch, it's there. There's a figure in the window. Okay. But when in the studio, quotations, they uh, play back the footage for the investigators in the studio, and there's nothing there. And then they play back again, and they're like, oh, it looks like it's like a dress outline. Like, it's a, a model, like a, I don't know what those are called. The clothing hanger thing. Oh, uh, like a mannequin and they, thing? Like, they debunk it, even though it looks completely different from what was originally aired. Okay. And, but, again, this whole broadcast was filmed weeks in advance, so that phone call was placed there for, like, to drive the story. And obviously they switched out footage and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a really common theme throughout the episode that people see things in the background and call in and then when they look back, there's nothing there. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a grotesque figure is lurking in many scenes in the backgrounds. Um, and it's even it even appears in the studio with the investigators. You can see it behind the like uh, hosts. Um, so it kind of ties into it's not just at the house it's it's coming into the studio Ooh, that kind of stuff but of course the hosts don't take it seriously uh, eventually weirder and weirder things start to happen a girl goes missing from her bed and is found hitting things making really loud bangs and the investigators believe that the hauntings um, are just being caused by this little girl playing pranks on her family. And they're like, well, she seems kind of crazy, but, uh, like, you know, that's uh, a different kind of help. You, your house isn't haunted. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, like, shut and close case. We solved it. Mm. But then, in the studio, they are still getting tons of phone calls about the figure throughout the episode. And they all describe the figure as an old person with a skull-like head and holes for eyes. It's like a really grotesque, gross-looking thing. 
Things begin to pick up once again with tech issues at the house, weird cat noises, and then finally a caller who explains the true story behind the hauntings at the house. The caller says that there was a very disturbed man who had faced many types of disturbing charges such as molestation and he had been in and out of the psych wards and stuff. He eventually killed himself, I believe, in the house. Now, he also had cats, and he was not found for 12 days, and his cats got hungry. And apparently they went for the head first. Oh. Which is why he is now a skull, grotesque figure with no eyes. Oh, good. Yeah. So, that's what they believe is uh, haunting the place. The show finally comes to an end, with the studio falling to complete darkness, and the main host of the show being possessed by the evil cat man. <laughs> so it's like, oh no, it, it got to the studio and it took over the host. Woo! <laughs> And then finally the show ends, and there's another disclaimer that plays, assuring the viewers that it was in fact a fake production, and they should not take it seriously, and that it was just for Halloween. But, um, nobody takes, uh, disclaimers seriously, apparently, because... Okay, yeah. Many, 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 many viewers. Like I said, 30,000 people will call in into this ghost show that was fake. Um, so they all believed that these events were real and it caused a lot of controversy oh god I cannot say that word controversy controversy after the show's airing the BBC was um, they got a ton of like phone calls from frightened viewers Um, people criticized BBC for some of the really disturbing nature of some of the scenes like um there was a scene where like the little girls like had scratches all over their bodies and stuff Mm -hmm. and it it did look kind of messed up i'll be honest um yeah people were freaked out one woman even claimed that the bbc owed her a new pair of trousers because her husband soiled it while watching the show he soiled Um. himself I mean, that kind of sounds like a you problem. But <laughs> that was my thought, too. I was like, um, like, okay. I'm sorry that your husband, like, shouldn't be watching the show. But, like, what? Um, and then, also, like, for some reason, people were letting their kids watch the show. And then they were getting lots of phone calls saying, like, oh, my kid can't sleep now. They're so scared. Uh, but, again, that's a you problem. Yeah, um... Don't let your kid watch a show. They should be in bed. Like, what are you doing? It was played at nighttime. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there was some kids who actually, like, it was linked to their, like, PTSD. Mm-hmm. But also, the parents shouldn't have been letting them watch it. Yeah. And this was, like, back in the time where I'm pretty sure... People had a little bit more control over what their kids watched. Mm-hmm. You know, most yeah. families only had one television set in the house. Mm-hmm. Also, why aren't they out trick or treating? What? Yeah, that's what that was Confused. my first thought. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, I get it. If you watch something and it scares you, it can be linked to your PTSD or triggering and stuff like that. I mean, I know a girl who didn't sleep without putting or having her light on for a week after watching the Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah, I now remember that. It was definitely a her problem, but <laughs> but it happens. Um, but probably the saddest thing that came out of this was that the viewing of the show was linked to an actual death of a young boy. Aww. So um, uh, this guy obviously had other issues beforehand, but this kind of him off the edge so an 18 year old factory worker his name is martin denham he suffered from learning difficulties and had a mental age of 13 Mm. Uh, he died by suicide five days after the program aired the family home had suffered with faulty central heating system which had caused the pipes to knock which i'm Mm. sure lots of people experience that i don't know i know my house goes like knock 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 it's really weird um denham linked this to the activity in the show causing great worry for him Mm -hmm. so he thought that there was a ghost in his house knocking he left a suicide note and it read if there are ghosts i will be with you always as a ghost his mother and stepfather blamed bbc yeah yeah that is sad it is it is really sad Um, But yeah, his mother and stepfather blamed the BBC and they claimed that Martin was hypnotized and obsessed by the program. But I don't... It is like super sad, but also I I, I wouldn't completely blame BBC for it. I think the reason that they got so much flack over this was because it was like the first time anything like this had ever happened. Hmm. And I think that they took like a lot of precautions. Um... And really thought it through before airing the episode. Like, they had magazine articles. They had um, previews. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything said that it was a work of fiction. It was not real. They even had disclaimers at the beginning of the show. People and never the read phone disclaimers. Call stuff, like, they couldn't predict that it was going to get so many views. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that's it's hard to predict that kind of stuff. So, for their switchboard to break, like... The only other thing that they could do about that is, like, stop the airing of the show and come on and be like, God, it's fake. Knock it off, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But, like, also, they didn't re- probably didn't even foresee all of the things that would happen because of the show. Um, yeah. But I still think it's really, really, really funny that that woman's like, you owe me a new pair of pants. And it's like... Ugh, the entitlement on that woman. It's like, no, lady they don't also you know you can wash pants right <laughs> maybe she was so they grossed out did, she just threw fact, them away <laughs> they did in fact have washers and dryers in 1992 <laughs> but <laughs> yeah like i just thought that that was such an interesting thing to have happened in television yeah. history and it just makes me think like i, I grew Kinda up watching I seen it. ghost shows like all the time Mm-hmm. They definitely spooked me, but they weren't ever made like this, where it's like a real-life documentary, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Except, I guess the closest to that would be uh, Zach Bagan's movie, um, Monster House, I think he called it. 
demon house? I have no idea. So he he bought a house that was said to be like a super haunted house because he had done an investigation there before and mm-hmm. it was one of the worst ones he had ever experienced, I think. So he bought the house because he didn't want anybody ever to have to experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he stayed there for a while and like went crazy and went blind. Oh, damn. I'm pretty sure he went blind and now he has like glasses or something. I don't know. He appreciated glasses before, so I don't know. Anyway, something happened to him, like medically wrong. Um, and then he like knocked down the house and like got rid of it because he's like, I don't want anybody to have to experience what I experienced and everything. So, but it was all filmed and it was kind of like what I'm saying is if Zach Afron, I'm oh, Zach, Zach Vegas. <laughs> is in fact full of shit but this is very similar because this was like filmed to be seem realistic but isn't actually realistic um but if zach baggins is not full of shit but it is not similar so interesting Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. zach baggins i think he's full of shit totally (laughs) he's pretty funny though but yeah you can watch that i think it's on amazon prime i watched it oh maybe i'll give it a a watch so yeah Mm. that's my story but i really 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 wanted to tell listeners oh thank you ghost watch go watch it or at least watch uh inside of minds video on it um the bbc's most controversial tv show yeah i will good well i gotta go so yeah, have fun at work. Thanks. <laughs> you don't look excited. Oh, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to go to work. I'm pretty sure Sandy works work every single day. Basically. Every time I talk to her, she's like, I gotta go to work today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. But not really. You can, you can find us on Instagram at... So what's podcast? See, we haven't recorded in so long. I forgot. Me too. So we're on Twitter at the no at at Woods Podcast, right? Yes. Yeah. No the. There is no the. It's just Woods Podcast on Twitter. And you can email us the Woods Podcast at gmail Please uh, let us know if you would prefer us to never ever record and then leave a 20 minute message at the front or if you would like us to record more often and still leave a 20 minute message at the front. <laughs> Shout out to Jason Shaw for our theme at Running Waters. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.